that. Got it. Oh, that's nice. beautiful. That is beautiful. This is beautiful. Yep. Okay, hold on, hold on. Pose. Okay, you're good. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, you <laughs> no, you're not. Yeah, we know. We know, CJ. Mm-mm. The better part, Whoa. though, is it was totally innocent when it was, like, way over there by the sink because I actually turned around and, like, looked at the TV, well, the computer, and I was like, uh, I committed to this. There's a lot so. of contemplations going on, I feel like. <laughs> I, I committed to this. This has to happen now. Dude, once you commit, you got to commit. Yeah. Is it blackout or blackout? Which one? Fact. Wait, there's you, you have to choose between the two? No, you don't. The answer is always blackout. It's more just kind of live in between both of them and, like, see what Next. happens. Live in between the danger zone. Yeah. Dude, I just breathe between the cans. That's all. <laughs> nice. <laughs> There's no breathing while you're slamming the can. No. Facts. Ain't no laws when you drinking claws. Dude, dude, I tried shotgunning a beer this weekend, and that was that that one way worse. That was interesting. He was what, convinced he had it. What beer? I was convinced I had it. What? What did you try shotgunning? Uh, Coors, Coors Light, out of the cooler too. Literally two. That shouldn't I, have been that bad. What the hell, dude? It, it was, was bad yeah. for me. I mean, and I, I don't know. I I don't. I'm not very. I'm I mean, I've shotgunner. seen people, I've seen people try to shotgun Bush Apple, and I'm just like, no, that's a terrible decision. It's way oh, too no. sweet of a beer. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was more of a whole no. There was no whole. Oh, yeah, there was that was there, a whole no. no. There was one oh, time no. I went to the beach. I went last year with all my homies, and I got. Offered a twisted tea, shotgun that shit at the beach in front of two lifeguards. Uh, okay. Yeah, here, here at On the Chip, we are, of course, 21 years of age and we do not have underage I'm, drinking. I actually, <laughs> I actually shotgunned an iced tea. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. An, Arnold, an AP, an Arnold Palmer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, this is, good. this is great. This has to be cut already. Um, this is gone, though. <laughs> I can tell you that Josh had his high school graduation, and the idea all weekend was to just make sure he had fun. Bottom there line. You go. And so when there he was go. like, dude, I want to try it, we were like, all right, hold up. This is beer. Bang open one end. And then. And I know how to shotgun. It. Like a shotgun before. No, you don't. Like, no, you didn't. No, you haven't. <laughs> At least well, I don't know how to finish the shotgun. That's that's the body thing. I know the ideology of. You need to have like an airway, like yeah. unhinge, like a snake. Well, if, like, if I remember CJ correctly, wasn't it I shotgunned your beer? No. That you Wait. opened? Yes. Yes, because it was you, Derek, and Nick. And so, so other stepbrothers. It wasn't because I couldn't. In fact, I did like five times last night. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't even care about me, though. Like the hell with what we did. Josh graduated. It was a great, huge ass party. I want to hear about you, Chris. This is your first Indy car oh. race, first Imsa race. Oh. Let's just jump Dude, in. Tell, tell let me, me tell it. you. This is On The Chip. Bringing you IndyCar. Oh, I saw it! Newgarden has done it! It's going to be a drag race! Newgarden has done it! Formula One. Championship battle, but the championship can only be won by one, and it's going Dutch in 2021! NASCAR and so so much more. Enjoy your time and on the chip. Okay, hang on, hang on. I gotta okay. Friday. I get out of work at 10. I shoot down there. I 
get to the island, so Belle Isle, it's actually closer to Windsor than it is Detroit, like in terms of the water. It's closer to Windsor than Detroit. Um, get on the island. I started going across the bridge for the first time, and I forgot that there were cars on track at the time. And I just hear run hear one absolutely rip by, and I'm just like, oh. It, it's always that first, like, 10 seconds of walking in you hear the first like or like the boom 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 like you're hitting someone like in the breaking zone mm-hmm. you hear it that feeling as a race fan is oh, insane dude. it's, it's like that on my face all weekend it's a great mixture of anxiety and excitement it's awesome it's dude a great feeling it was the whole weekend was absolutely just insane like <laughs> I don't even know where to begin with storytelling. Like there was so much that went on that I don't even know where to start. Um, I did like 10 miles walking around on Friday alone because I was by myself. So I like didn't have to worry about everyone else with me to where I explored like basically every part of the facility that you could as a fan. Mm -hmm. I was just like, holy dude. But I think the only part I didn't get to was being on pit road. That was the only thing I didn't get to. Ah, so was was that different? Because I remember when we yeah. went to Lime Rock, we were able to walk down all the way down the pit lane. Yeah, there was pit. There was well, IndyCar. That's the reason why. If it was just IMSA, I guarantee you, I probably would have been able to. But with it being IndyCar as well, they have pit passes. Mm-hmm. That you know, so it's kind but, of NASCAR, yeah. But even then, like, still, I was able to be in the garage area and all that all weekend. So that was pretty cool, and that. I, oh, yeah. Dude, like, okay, so my laptop is, I don't know, within six inches of me. That's how close I was to cars all weekend. Like, <laughs> it was just a fantastic time. Um, so many pictures, so many videos, so many just everything. What do you think of the cars? Oh, it's dude. the first time standing next to this little indie car, right? No, most the people indie, don't understand, the, like, how short and how, like, small they really are. And then the, the, the DPIs, right? Like, they're even smaller. They they both okay. So the DPI set in terms of the top of the DPI, it sat barely higher than the IndyCar. The IndyCar was probably at like a little bit below my hip to where the DPI was about at my hip. And I stand six two, so and my limbs are a little longer than the torso. So the car is probably sounds about right. Sit um, if I had to guess the IndyCar, probably even shorter. 30, if you count the roll 34, 33 inches high to where the real small DPI probably sat about 36 to 38 inches high. Like, yeah, it was absolutely insane just how low. But in a perspective, sat. once you see those things in person, just how small they are, how low to the ground you are, when they, yeah. you see them getting close to walls and stuff, like even F1. F1 cars are like, you know, two thirds the size bigger than the Indy yeah. cars you had seen. Yeah, and it's F1 cool car would sit about like chest. I feel like those things are a lot taller than people realize. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. yeah. Those- well, let's talk about Detroit, the Indy car weekend. Will Power wins. Will Power um, comes Chris. from 16th on the grid. Yeah. 16th. Which is after the easy. shitty like start that they had to where only four lines were formed. Like only four rows were formed at the start of the race. Everyone else was way back. I think uh, Johnson, 
Rosenquist and someone else, they were like half a lap down already when the race started. Yeah, that was the thing I noticed. I was watching the highlights last night because I didn't get to see it live. Yeah. The thing that I noticed was that start, and they were talking about it on the broadcast, and they were like, how did that start not get yeah. waved off afterwards? Like, usually it would have, and most of the time it does. And IndyCar's been slipping up a little bit on their officiating this year, I feel like, but, you know, that's a that's another topic mm. for another day. But there was – There's been those small, like, Michael Massey-type inconsistencies. Yeah, with the yeah, there's been a little inconsistency this year. But uh, that – that was a little interesting. Um, Grosjean's wreck right at the end of Fast 12 qualifying that basically eliminated half the guys from trying to hit. set a final lap. I mean, that also saved Newgarden because that was able to give him the pole in the Fast 6 because some of those guys that didn't make the Fast 6, if they were able to put down a final lap, they would have destroyed his time. Um, like Rossi, for example, he started 11th. We saw he ended up getting to second. Uh, Dixon started ninth. He ended up finishing third on the podium. Rossi, Rossi and Power were absolute maniacs, dude. Like not not in terms of bad moves, but like they were just every single move they made was just couldn't one be way stopped. train in front. Oh yeah, there was they almost passed as many cars as cars in the field. Like they combined for twenty four passes in terms of their starting to finishing position, and there was twenty six or twenty seven cars in the field. I'm trying to remember, but. Yeah, they those two were rockets. And then you throw in Dixon, and those three obviously blew out, you know, just every stat that should be possible at Belle Isle. Uh, Will Power ties actually Scott Dixon and Helio Castroneves with three wins each on the island. Chevrolet's 100th win since rejoining the sport in 2012. Uh, Penske's eighth time winning on the island. Um, the last time. IndyCar's running the Belle Isle street course. It's the last time they're going to the Detroit Grand Prix, like in the downtown of Detroit, not in uh, Belle Isle. Well, not, not they're in going downtown. They're moving to downtown Belle next year. Yeah, yeah it is. This is downtown. the last time they're on the island, though. Yeah. Yeah. What I said, right? You said this was the last time on the streets in Detroit. True. Mm -hmm. The Belle that Isle. Was the last time on the streets of Belle Isle. Last time on the streets of Belle Isle. I'm going to miss it. I love that track. I don't know why. I've always had a little bit of a connection to it. I race it a lot on iRacing. It's like I, it's like one of those tracks for me. Like, if I need to good just, flow. Yeah, it's a really good flow. And Dude, it's, the water fountain section is absolutely insane to watch them go by at speed. How oh was that in God. real life? How was Dude, that? like The DPIs went through there faster than the Indy cars. I swear. I swear they did. I swear they did. Hmm. Because those DPIs, they'd rip through there, and it's just like, holy dude, like a little bit more suspension travel out of those things yeah, too. So that kind of do. makes sense. Yeah. It's a very bumpy track. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, and like Josh was saying, there's there's a bit of a connection there. I mean, it's because I'm from the area that you know, obviously there's going to be a bit of a connection to it. And being mm. as motorsports and car enthusiasts as I am, like when they're racing in Detroit, no matter where it's at in Detroit, it's like there's always going to be that connection. Um, I'm going to miss it. I'm excited by what next year can bring with the new layout. They're going to, that long stretch, they're going to absolutely blast down Jefferson. Oh my God, dude. I, I, I was huge. I want to doubt if they're going 180 before they hit the break, probably faster. So that's going to be like a mile stretch. They're going to absolutely haul down that straight, dude. 
Oh, makes man. me sad to think about what the Boston Grand Prix could have been. Yeah, mm. but instead of just a Ponzi scheme, <laughs> there, there's also yeah. you know two certain very big connections with IndyCar in Detroit to make that happen. Penske and Chevrolet kind of have their hand in making sure that there's a race in Detroit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, as there should be one. One thing I forgot about Detroit, Chris. I'm sorry about your pick last week. Yeah, uh, Scotty. Yeah. Scotty didn't know how to get Scotty around don't. Detroit. <laughs> Scotty didn't know he, how to he, get around he knew, Detroit. He knew Scotty how to get don't. around Detroit, except for the race. He could do it in practice and qualifying. I don't know what happened in the race. I know he missed a breaking zone, and after that, it just didn't go well. Because I think he got left front suspension or left front wing damage. So they had to change the wing on top of the pit stop they made, and that just threw him off from there. See, I think it's interesting watching Scott, uh, Scotty McLaughlin. I feel like you know, he came from V8 supercars and that transition from IndyCar in the first year was a little bit rough. And yeah. This year, like, obviously has two wins on the year, but really, or excuse me, one, uh, like, really, he hasn't done much since he didn't, he lost the championship lead after St. Pete. Um, and I don't consider him a real title challenger this year hopefully not yet he's making too many small like stupid decisions exactly and plus like he's running wide in places he's not you know keeping consistent thinking okay this is a full race so Mm -hmm. i don't know it's kind of like grosjean we expected a little bit more out of him second year around well and that's the thing like it's either grosjean's running 15th or in the podium position yeah there's no in between of where he's running it's the same way with scott right now too and it's like hey you know figure it out like it's it's really it's it's hard to watch some weeks but other weeks it's kind of like oh dude you know exactly what the hell you're doing like let's go yeah. but yeah. also it's like you have a guy like colton herta who could be an f1 yeah and that's destroying roman grosjean but also that's another person to talk about is colton herta what is happening to colton herta the last month and a half ever since saint beat saint pete he like Same beat. Same beat. <laughs> I uh, I think I think his mind's in another place. I think um him and the Andretti's know something we all don't, but can speculate all day long. Mm-hmm. I think he's in another spot right now already. That and I feel like it has to do with the fact that Indy was double points. Yeah. And so yeah. it kind of eliminated a lot of people. Yeah. I hate to say it, it that way, but eliminate. It, I say I know I know Scott's like eighty five back or something like that, because Erickson had a terrible race after um, winning Indy. Yeah. He didn't he didn't show up on Sunday at all. Yeah. The regular Marcus Erickson is back. He so. he re- he finished seventh, but he did yep. he did not run there at all most of the race. But let's let's actually talk about the standings right now. So right now, Will Power is three points above Erickson. Uh, Paddle Award, he's. What, 12 points back of Willpower? Pillow is two points back of Pato. Uh, New Gardens, about the, the 33 back of Pillow. He's fifth in points. Six of Dixon at 202. For reference, Willpower is 255 points. Uh, Alexander Rossi's in seventh with 181. Pagano with 179. Rosenquist with 174. And Scotty with 173. Colton Herta is now down to 11th in points at 166 points. 
Wow. I didn't know he was down to 11. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I yeah. <know. laughs> He's, uh, I mean, you keep going. Connor Daly's at 155. VK's at 148. Romain's at 141. Um, Ray Hall's at 135. Helio, he's at 128. I, I know he came back for a full season, but I don't, I don't know if I, yeah. I don't know if he should have. Oh, no. Yeah, that's a hard one to Maybe judge. Not. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> um, for reference, Jimmy Johnson's one point ahead of Tony Kanan, and Kanan ran one race. <laughs> Imagine saying that in like 2006, when like Tony Kanon was on this tear. Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> it's like the point. meme where it's, every car is Kevin Harvick. They're like, Kevin yeah. Harvick's in the wall. Kevin Harvick takes the lead. Speaking Kevin of, Harvick's a second. Kevin Harvick's a third. <laughs> speaking of Kevin Harvick, let's talk about Gateway. Oof. I, I, I caught the final oh. five laps. What was, what was there to talk about? It's so, yeah. okay. No, you didn't watch the to, race. You're gonna That's have to why. You didn't. Yeah, so I watched the race. The thing I watched was, the race. So the race was really good. Uh, obviously, Cup went to Gateway. There was a lot of concerns that there was going to be no passing. Um, in the first green flag run of the race, the drivers were still downshifting twice into one, and that was a huge thing because it was kind of like Martinsville where you could drive it into the corner, overdrive it, save it with downshift, and your mistake would basically be a race. Um, that was happening a lot the first 25 laps. But then after that, Kyle Busch made like three tenths by only shifting down the fourth, and everyone was like, okay, we're just going to do that now. So they did. And um, it was really interesting because it was changing, like track position mattered, mattered, but also the groove was widening out through the race. So by the end of the race, you could go all the way to the top, but you could also still be all the way at the bottom and still make that same move. Um, we had a great finish. Kyle Busch, Joey Logano, surprisingly. Joey did an absolute great uh, crossover on him. He did a great crossover, but then also I'm thinking he wouldn't have even made that crossover if he didn't just run up Kyle Busch into the fence and make him lift. Uh, <laughs> kind of like a Darlington with William Byron. But didn't know. it? But uh, didn't Bush also do that on the restart, though? I mean, they, so he did it back game. to him Bush after... actually drove into the side of him on the restart. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we don't want to talk about that. Of... Um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind you of know, a chain of events. Yeah. They're not the bestest of friends. I mean, no, let's be honest. Bestest. Bestest of friends. <laughs> they're not the best of friends, you know. They're not the... They're not going to get each other Christmas cards this year. No, no, no. They're not... No, and but, I thought. Oh no! Continue. Years of winning though was was con, was confirmed this weekend, so you know. Yeah, yeah, dude. I don't know what's up with Joey Logano. He's literally won every single new tracks race. Someone lit a someone lit a fire under his ass, and he's just been like, <laughs> "New place, watch this shit." Is the occasion? Unloaded fast. Yeah. I don't think it's been since AJ Allmendinger winning on a new track last year at the Indy Road Course. But other than that, I mean, Joey Logano won Bristol Dirt, the first race of Bristol Dirt, the Coliseum. He's won Gateway. Yeah. The only know. things he didn't win was Road America or Coda, but I don't expect him to win those. So, mm. and obviously, yeah, like you said, Indy Road Course. I don't expect him to win those races. So, 
Yeah, but um, Kevin Harvick had a really hard hit with about 10 to go. Yeah. Um, going into turn three, I think he had a right front go down. And yeah. uh, he said it was like literally one of the hardest hits of its uh, like of his whole career, which is insane. He's been for like 20 years. Um, and he was talking about how when you hit the wall flush with these new cars, like when it's a full pancake to the door, to the wall, that it's a greater impact um, than what it was with the like old cars. So, Chris, I'm curious, what's your opinion on that? Well, also, I've never really. Harvick says that that's one of the hardest hits of his career. I've never really seen him wreck. Like, can someone tell me like a distinct time? That Kevin Harvick has wrecked. Yeah. Like, yeah, think back on that one. But uh, as terms of a safety perspective and all that, I mean, these cars are a lot more stiff, but they're built to break away in portions. But when you hit flush and you hit the entire side of the car to the wall, like, yeah, it's it's going to hurt, like. It's one of those things. I mean, we saw Grosjean that, do the same thing at Detroit in qualifying, but yep. and those are concrete walls. There's no safer barriers there. Like, yeah, no, I think Grosjean's hit was was pretty fucking massive. That was yeah. a huge hit. That was a huge hit. Like you can see he it first in his head contact with the uh, the wall between. Including bent the towing and still sent it the next corner. Yeah. Like he he hit that wall and then he still sent it and that's when it wrapped around and just absolutely smashed the whole side of the car. Josh is over here trying to find a time where Kevin Hart or Kevin Harvick wrecked. <laughs> I'm like, looking up Kevin Harvick's DNFs. <laughs> yeah, it's like outside. I can't. If it's a wreck like by himself, I couldn't tell you. Like honestly, I think the last time Kevin Harvick DNF'd after. After I don't want to get this wrong from a wreck. Yeah. You got to find it from a wreck. That's the big thing. Yeah. yeah I yeah. honestly could not tell you. I mean, he had what, uh, what was it? He got spun out or no, he clipped someone at Bristol, I think, and it destroyed his left. Yeah. But right. I don't think he, but, Oh yeah. He crashed out of Bristol dirt. Yeah. But that was, so, that's not that even was what I'm say. thinking. I'm thinking like a single car. I couldn't tell yeah, you. Yeah. Just car wreck. Okay. Yeah. Him losing it on its own. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't know, CJ. Could you even think of one off? I could. I honestly could not tell you. I can't think of one, especially since he's been at SHR. I could definitely not tell you one time that that's happened. Not like out of a huge hit. Not like with an ensuing large crash as the result. You know. Yeah. No, that's a good question. I don't. I don't think that's that necessarily been how it's been. Oh no. When, when he wrecks, it's usually not his fault, and there's usually like 10 other cars involved. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's some yeah. you know, super speedway type bullshit, yeah, where like everybody died too, or it's a restart where everyone loses it, you know. But, right. anyways, no, I mm. um, I saw that Ross Chassain was an absolute maniac, and then he apologized to like everyone in his post-race interview. Oh yeah, so it was during <laughs> that was stage... a, that was unbelievable. That was during stage one. Ross Chastain and Denny Hamlin they're racing for each other for like thirty laps or whatever, and Ross just said, "Like, okay, so 
there was two explanations I heard from the broadcast. If you wanted to listen to Michael Waltrip, uh, Ross let off the break in the middle of the corner, didn't, you know, time his momentum right, absolutely junked Denny. Um, or if you're Denny Hamlin, Ross Chastain lifted his rear tires off the ground and did not lift for him at all. Um, so I, mean, I he think had to have slowed down to get into the corner. So I think that was Denny being a bit of a, you know, pansy like so? he has been this year. But See, anyway. here's my thing, right? It's like I get it from Denny's point of view. From what the from what I would think you would feel from the car, you would not see, you know, Ross, whatever he did. I, I would honestly love to see his data. I would love to see um Trackhouse release his telemetry on that lap so that they could see exactly what he was trying to do. Cause I mean, Ross Chastain's really talented, but he also can be a bonehead sometimes and take take someone out during a part <laughs> of the race that's not the smartest, yeah. and then go on to take Chase Elliott out, which is just not a good idea. Just period. To be fair, the the, the Hendrick Motorsport cars did not have any sort of speed at all yesterday. Yeah, or mm-hmm. Sunday. That was terrible from all of them. Yeah. See, it's it's a really interesting dynamic right now in the garage because you have teams like Joe Gibbs who are like their mile and a half program on high banks are good. And plus, even Gateway, I mean, Kyle Busch almost won the race, but he's also Kyle Busch. Yeah. Um, but it looks like Chevy's kind of strong suit is also the mile and a half high banked ovals like Charlotte. Because if you remember, Larson almost won the 600 like After last week, back, like eight times. Exactly. Yeah. It seems like these flat tracks, I mean, they didn't run it worth anything at Martinsville. They really didn't run anything that memorable at Phoenix. It seems like whatever well, Willie flat... B at Martinsville, but what? Oh, Willie it was B Willie won, B. But yeah, like... Willie B won, but also I don't think there was any other Hendrick car in the top 10 other than Chase Elliott in like ninth. Yeah. yeah. So, I can't remember. You know. Um, but yeah, and then he, Ross Chastain, he also got into Michael McDowell, which is like at that point, he just had hit everything but the ice cream stand. It was insane. And <laughs> it was a funny Outside part of a barn. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> it was after a restart. Um, it was, I think Chase Elliott started behind Ross Chastain after he had just took him out. So Chase lifted his rear tires off the ground, sent him in the wall, and then like Denny Hamlin in 35th after being wrecked, fenced him off of two. Um, and it was kind of like a tag team. And it was a really Denny Hamlin was still out on the track. Yeah, no, and it was so bad too. Like it was the craziest. Like you should have seen it because the thing was like even after the wreck where like Denny had to pit to fix his damage, when Ross Chastain would come up to lap him. Denny would not even try to like let him go. He would just no, he was trying to keep moving him. around. Honestly, as someone who does not mind Denny Hamlin and doesn't really care for Ross Chastain I that hate much, Denny Hamlin. I thought this was like the funniest thing in a NASCAR race ever because it's it was like watching an iRacing lobby. Like that's what you see in iRacing, and it's it's like you don't want to see that in the Cup Series, but also like, dude, that was. Literally the most entertaining 15 minutes of my life. Denny Hamlin not letting Ross Chastain go after just like breaking in the middle of the corner, letting off halfway at the apex so that he has to hit you. 
Like, See, and that's the thing that sucks is because if I was Ross Chastain, I would have made sure that Denny Hamlin ate I'm it. I'm sorry, hard. I would have ran. You would have eaten it real yeah. hard. Like, come say something afterwards. I don't yeah. care. I'll be running while you're back in the hall. Like, don't race me like that. Don't push me back like that. That was ridiculous. Yeah. I give it to Ross Chastain. Had a moment of being a Tyler Reddick. You know, you got to get angry. You got to like make a point. Yeah, didn't do that. But he didn't really get hangry. If you heard his radio after the race, he was angry. No, he gets soft and he's like, I drove way over my head today. If I'm going to keep driving this car, I can't drive that way. Dude, I've, I've heard well, he ran over years. three people. <laughs> I mean, you can't just run over people in the cup series and then not expect you're a driver. Them. You're a driver. You're supposed to maintain that you're perfect. And also for the next three months, at least on the NASCAR side, this is like crunch time. Time before playoffs. First week of June. You got like 10 weeks. This is where, like, you're either in a good spot, like, you, who's going to be on the cut line. There's a lot of stuff coming up. You have four road courses weeks. over the next, like, month and a half. Or two mm-hmm. and a half months, sorry. You have four yeah. road courses over the next two and a half months. We go to Sonoma this weekend. Then we have an off week and then Nashville. Following Nashville, we go to Road America. Then Atlanta again for a midday race in the – Georgia sun in the middle of July. That's a great idea. NASCAR idiots. Um, Then we got New Hampshire, which you, you boys will be, uh, I will be there. It will be an on the chip location weekend. It will be. I will not unfortunately be able to go there because I'll be busy the next weekend. So I have spent money already for the next weekend. Um, That next weekend though is Pocono which you boys will obviously be talking more NASCAR than me that day. Actually, more anything than me on that recording. Uh, and I guess I'll, I will not be watching racing at all that weekend. Um, Wait, why? <laughs> I'll be at Faster Horses. <laughs> okay. Giant country fest that uh, last year worked Going perfectly because there. it was the weekend of New Hampshire. So it was perfect for CJ to kind of run the show that week. Well, I'm going to say, so honestly... Hot take, hot opinion. I think New Hampshire is one is in that same conversation with Kansas that Kansas as one of the most underrated tracks. I mean, we'll find out if it races anything Mm. like Martinsville and Gateway. Then I don't, I don't know if that's gonna go well. I was gonna say, I I feel like the only thing that that New Hampshire has to save itself is with Gateway having the two different radius corners. I feel like kind of made for like some cars are gonna be stronger than others. At least New Hampshire is symmetrical. But you can definitely see that some of the other teams, they're, they're doing better with how to make these cars asymmetrical. Yeah. It'll be interesting. By that point in the year, too, I expect enough guys to be competitive. We'll see what the tire falloff looks like. But it, yeah. the new car does seem better with the resin. The traction and it depends on the shit. temperature. I think the last couple of Loudon races, it's been a little bit like very cool. 75s, like low 70s. And mm-hmm. that's that's pretty good. That's not good for the next gen as like, you know, it's kind of a once the track's cold, it doesn't have it doesn't lay down the rubber properly. Yeah. So I think if we can get a hot New Hampshire day, which is pretty common up here to get a really humid day, we might get a really good race. And I think that's another thing with Gateway. A lot of people are overlooking. That was a midday race. And Phoenix was also a midday race in March. And you're going to go back there in November and race for a championship. Which also that was announced this weekend. Phoenix is going back. It's going to stay there. Boo. Boo. I hate that. I, I hate dislike that. that call. I get that Phoenix and NASCAR spent like 60000 No, sorry. They've spent over a million dollars on that place in the past couple of years. But 
I don't believe it should be the championship track. No. I think same reason rotate. why Texas shouldn't be the All Star race. Texas shouldn't have a race at all, but you know, Period. that's a topic for another day. I f- <laughs> hate Texas. I hate that track. Hate Texas. We gotta make like a uh, like a notepad of all of our most controversial takes, and well, you we know gotta what? do that as like Let's a segment. That. Let's do that actually here in two weeks because NASCAR has an off weekend. We can do that in two weeks. We're just going to put together an absolute hate list of things we just can't stand. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The thing with NASCAR, I can't stand. So yeah, we'll do, we should do that. Get a notepad going. Yeah. Let's put it on. Let's just put like our most hot comfort, you know, yeah. Out of the blue. Yeah. But because I, let's do one thing first because we still got to stay somewhat, you know, on track here, you know? Yeah. We were talking about the schedule. Um, so as we noted, Pocono, July 24th, uh, Indy road course, end of July. Then we got Michigan, which I'll be at, uh, Richmond in August, Watkins gone mid August. Josh is going to that. CJ, are you going? Definitely. Maybe. Definitely. Maybe. (laughs) And then we end the regular season and the month of August with Daytona. So that's going to be. Interesting, to say the least. Indie car-wise, for the rest of this summer, we have Road America this weekend. Uh, then we have a couple weeks off before Mid-Ohio. Then we have Indy Toronto. That's a nice addition to have back on the schedule. It's good mm-hmm. to see at least a American series going back to Canada. Mm-hmm. About damn time. Then we got Iowa. Uh, Iowa doubleheader, sorry. Followed oh, by- yeah, Chuck's in Xfinity, right? No, that uh, uh, IndyCar Indy Indy doubleheader at Iowa. IndyCar, IndyCar, IndyCar. Sorry, sorry. Yep. And then we got uh, Indy GP2. That'll be at the end of July. And August, we got Nashville Grand Prix. And then they go to uh, Gateway. And that'll end their summer stretch before a couple weeks off for the final two weeks of the season there. Because, yeah, there's not much left on the IndyCar schedule. Two, four, six, eight. There's ten races left on their schedule already. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of crazy. I, I love and hate. I wish IndyCar's schedule went longer. Yeah. See, I wish it did too, but also I would. I don't think I would. If if it did went longer, it would be like okay, it went longer, but it kind of I mean, makes it a little bit nicer, you know. Sorry. Long weekend. All of us had long weekends. Um. I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. CJ's still these, feeling it. <laughs> CJ, these lights bright. I'm going back to bed after this. <laughs> no. <laughs> bing bong. Uh, bing bong. <laughs> um, oh, big news. Big news. Hold on. <laughs> no, um, Sergio Perez signed with Red Bull to 2024. Yes, sir. Which is huge. That that's a big play Nasty. off. Talk about a career turnaround. Slash. Pierre Gasly is no longer going to be in the Red Bull family. That's the no same. What the second? The second I heard the news, I'm no. like, he's gone. He's gone. Replacing Lewis. Yeah, Hamilton. but he he kind of knew that Pierre Gasly is not going to get another chance at the top. I don't think that that's his peak is Alfatari. He's just doing so. well with it, but I don't think he's going to show up back at the top ranks of F1 again. Maybe yeah, another he'll series. Replace but- Lewis. I think, think so. Wait. Esteban Rose. 
Esteban will replace Lewis, and then Pierre Gasly will replace Esteban. Uh, I mean, it's an interesting take, though. Who would replace Lewis? Oh, if I'm Mercedes, I'm putting Nick DeFries in. You no. kidding me? Are you kidding? No, 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 no. I'll fight you on the grave to that one. I think I would put Nick DeFries right, in that here car. We go. Dude, George Russell's going to mop the floor with him. But what? even if they're on the same pace, I mean, when you look at the freezing, be on the same pace, mm, dude. They're know. making these cars for George. There's a reason he's so. done so well compared to Lewis. No, I, I, I don't know if you can go they're there with that because these also cars for George because he's the future of Mercedes. So why has would like you two years left, Max? So why wouldn't you want to win your eighth and ninth with Lewis and? Why would you want to win your first with George? Because, because Lewis is too expensive. Their future, yeah, that too. I don't Lewis know. is very expensive to keep around. It. Uh, Lewis is that's a very good point, but I don't. I mean, Max is also expensive for Red Bull, <laughs> but exactly. you know, but he's got his championships. He's in his prime right now. So yeah, the investment's he's also there. what twenty four. So yeah, he's got right. He's not done by any stretch. Lulu no, Lewis... is very likely. Lewis never is like thirty eight or something like that. If yeah, he's not getting any younger. 38. Josh is at work here. Hold on. He's 37. He's 37 years old. Yeah. Wow, you're late to the party on that one, Josh. Hey. <laughs> Sorry, my keyboard is so fucking loud. Oh, I didn't be know. Than like... that. Oh, oh, you gotta be quicker than that. <laughs> oh, I almost had it. But yeah, I mean, the way the way Lewis keeps signing these one and one contracts. It's smart. It is, I mean, but at the same time, it's like, all right, we know you're getting close then. Like, well, when you think about it, like Lewis at this point probably just wants to have that ball. He wants to end his career on his own terms because a lot of F1 drivers don't get to do that. Yeah. And I feel like if you're the GOAT, you should be able to, you know. He's one of, one of the GOATs. Mm. Sorry, it sounded like a fire truck just like crashed outside my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> like the siren was broken. I heard a loud you bang. Stop paying all attention. I was just yeah. like, "What was that?" <laughs> it was like sort of between like a plane crash and a car crash. Like I thought you were saying that there was a fire truck for my hot ass opinion that Lewis Hamilton was a goat, and I was like, I don't think that's really that well, controversial no, of a take. I mean, no, like, no, no, no. You, you look at NASCAR, even right. We've had three distinct generations in the sport. You've got three distinct greatest of all time. Yeah. You know, it's, it kind of goes one the same. I think that it's like, I mean, Josh, you've heard me say this a million times in our personal lives, like smart's a relative term, right? Successful, greatest, they're all relative terms too. Like it, it depends on the level of competition that's around you at that time that you're really peaking. And I, I think that anybody that thinks that Lewis Hamilton is better than Michael Schumacher or Senna or Fangio, like, you're, not, you're, you're kind of choosing to be blind to certain just distinct arguments that Lewis Hamilton with this modern car, with modern levels of downforce, with modern gear trains, with modern engines, he's the greatest. That's it. Like if you were in the right place, at the right time, doesn't matter. You can put somebody in a great piece of equipment, but you have to deliver on it. And, you you and have I to actually out, put like, it to the front. One thing that's like very tragically like sad with F1 how come all of the greats, like something horrible happens either at the end of their career or after they retire? 
Yeah, that's it's yeah. a strange kind every of every single every single great of F one has something terrible either happen at the very end of their career or right after they retire. Like, why is that? I don't know. I think it's well, just to an extent how we as drivers and as people are like programmed. You know, like you just want to always send. You're always sendy. You're always willing to. Every single one. I mean, Senna, yeah, enough said there. Schumacher, yeah, he had his stuff there. All the rest of them, I mean, loud, loud. I'm, su- I mean, I'm surprised he he survived as long as he did, because that, yeah, right. It's like that's evil can evil. Him, like, right. The fact ago. that he lived for like what, what was it like? Uh, when was that? It was right? Forty years after it was like, up forty three years. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. uh, the fact he lived a full lived life as long as he did. That was great. He lived a full on life. All the rest of them name one that was of that like extreme top tier status not just like a championship or mm-hmm. like you know a few race wins but like of that top tier level name one that hasn't had something happen at the end or after they retired i think yeah. that's why you saw jimmy johnson driving like a pussy in the 500 i'm, I'm yeah. being serious i think that's really why he drove the way he drove it, it's scary like it's a very real thing that we are going to, I remember I said this, like one of the first podcasts we ever did together, Chris, it's going to happen again. Yeah. I don't like to think about it. I don't want to, I don't want it to happen, but it's going to happen again. We're going to lose somebody else to this, the sport that we love. Well, and that's just like, that's just kind of like circumstance of events, you know, like, and that will give us another wake up call on what we could do to make things safer. And then we're good for another 20, 25 years. And then from there, you know, next one will come along and, Something will happen then, and it's just like, oh. Well, also, uh, there was one other thing too. Um, sorry to jump back to NASCAR. I just wanted to hear your take. Zane Smith in the seventeenth car, finishing P seventeen. I think Zane Smith has really good talent. Uh, talent, oh, yeah. like he, 100%. he, he gets the most out of his stuff at David Gilliland in the Truck Series. Yeah. And I think that's why Kez Kezlowski put him in that car because I think he saw a lot of himself in there because he was in the truck series. He had that famous start and well he's also you know like a program driver, you know, because he's driving for what is the skeleton of what was you know the four driver program. BKR. Yeah. 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 No, that's not the skeleton no, of that's BKR, skeleton. that's Roush. You know what I'm saying in the truck series. No, that's that's more that's more DGR. Yeah, no, that's like David Gillen's like whole thing. Fair, he has like fair. a full on truck team. It's not like he was BKR's customer. Like he bought old chassis, old BKR chassis. I bet he has one. He probably does. But, but yeah, I I think he'll be replacing Busher in the seventeen. If it's not this year, at some point. next year. It'll be interesting to see or, if they you even know, put him year, into Xfinity. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's, I got to, he's got to start. He's young. Like, I don't know. It's maybe, who knows? Maybe yeah, next remember, year we. Is he younger than me? I think that's what Josh Is he younger than. Right now. Um, I think he's 20. He's 22. He'll be and Chris Busher is 29. In a couple of days. He'll be 23 in a couple of days. So. Yeah, I wish I, I expected more out of Busher these past two years after yeah. the hot start that they had last year. 
in the 17 car and then I was expecting it to build, but both years it's been miss so far. Yeah. I mean, literally in the past three years, he's only got three top 10, three top fives and 19 top tens. Yeah. In Roush equipment. Um, like that's, that's, it's not bad in Roush equipment, but look at what Michael McDowell's doing in front row right now. That's underrated. I'm not That's a big underrated. Michael McDowell guy, but I can respect that. Look, look at the complete mm. jump that Todd had to make from the trucks to this year. And it's a it that's even more respectable when you look at it. Like he went straight from trucks to a brand new car that he even know he was going to be racing until like a couple of weeks beforehand. Like, well, do you think that there's race winning talent out of Todd Gilliland? I mean, there was in the truck series. Yeah, but here's my thing with Todd. I Gilliland think there's and... more. I think there's more race winning speed out of Gilliland than Burton. Yes, I don't think that's Ooh, that's a hot take. I don't know. See, they're both at, on hot streaks. Burton's right now, running though. a Penske car, and he's only two points ahead of Gilliland. But also think about that th- that fourth Penske car. They're probably only getting setups from them right now. They're not getting anything, and you don't really need anything but the setup right now. Wood but brothers just slap their number and their name on the car. That's it. I don't think that's Penske a Penske does all the work. Fully. No, I don't think that's how that like full. I think they get. I think you remember how Trackhouse last year, Trackhouse and RCR shared a garage last year. I think that's how it works with Penske and Wood Brothers. It's like that's like same alliance where like we'll keep our cars there, but I don't. I think you only get like some setup help. You know stuff like that. TJ. That from what I remember reading on, I believe it was Matt Weaver's article like a couple weeks ago isn't he the one that's like not really front or except who's the one that i'm thinking of that's not a huge um no i'm thinking of fall what's his name who's the one reporter that everyone just absolutely oh uh jim jim utter a jim utter yeah oh yeah respect the utter everyone hates him everyone hates jim utter because he was he what was he what didn't he call like bowman like he made he said like bowman had anxiety or something (laughs) yeah he like made an opinionated article instead of like a reporter and it was like ah yeah, yeah it was like, terrible, what's up dude. with Alex Bowman's anxiety? It's like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah. what type of like, like what article is wrong was that? You, dude? Are you a yoga teacher? Because that's a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I think we could see Gillen win before Burton, unless it's a super speedway. Any other track, I'd give Gillen the advantage. Not gonna lie. I don't know. I don't we'll know have Burton's to see. I think Burton is very light, much like Jeff. I mean, his best run this year is the Coke 600. Jeff Burton was on. Oh, you mean when everyone else died in that race? Like, I mean, everyone right? died, but still, he Didn't kept finish. it on track for 600 miles. That's an accomplishment. I don't care what you say. He, he finished all the laps. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to finish all the laps no matter what. If that's the one thing you do, that's what you do. So to Gil. So, I know. I don't know. I think they're both rookies. I mean, like race 13, race 14 into the year. I mean, now everyone's kind of off the like, we already know who's kind of competitive. 
Cend- you know. Cendric has the rookie of the year locked up unless those two pull a win out of there. Oh head. yeah, for sure, for sure. Because you, you get a D five hundred. Yeah, mm-hmm. he won. He won the biggest race in NASCAR. Yeah, yeah. the biggest. Are you telling me there's not a bigger race in NASCAR than the five hundred? More meaningful. Where well, it all is it, only in the eye of the beholder. I mean, I think it's I, kind of I un- heard this. I heard this talked about this week about crown crown jewels, and you know what should be considered crown jewels now. The and the Daytona five hundred. Five hundred. It's not. It's not. It, it's not questioning the Daytona five hundred being a crown jewel. It's not saying like, oh, that shouldn't be a crown jewel anymore. It's just trying to find the set in stone after the Indy. Yeah, for the Bristol Brickyard. night race. I think so the too. Fourth crown jewel. I, I think, think that, we could just I live think, with three. I am. I mean, we could live with three, but if we want four, I think a Bristol night race could be that that fourth race. I think a lot of people would be all right with that being the fourth race. I'm. I have no problem with it. Honestly, I think the history is there. Like enough yeah. with it. I mean, I have no clue. I I wouldn't be. I mean, what, the point. what what's had more iconic moments over the past 30 years than the Bristol night race. Yeah. Watkins I mean, Glen, maybe. I mean, Watkins Glen has had quite a few in the past 12 years, 15 years, but over Charlotte? the past 30 years, I think the Bristol night race has had the most. Has there been a lot of memorable Coke 600s in the last 15 years? I mean, 2011. Really? Yeah. 2011, 05, 07. 05. Those are the classics right there. Yeah. Outside of 2014, that. 2014. That was a good one. Yeah, about like five. 04 was heartache, but uh, 04, a lot of oh, people yeah. remembered because someone led like 384 laps out of 400. And shit baby. like that. <laughs> Full dead and pain. Um, <laughs> and it's gone. <laughs> I think yeah. that RIP Casey. Right. Oh no, where's it at? It's somewhere. Oh, yeah, that one's right here. Um, the boy, the boy, the man child. <laughs> and I recommend also everyone go watch 2005 or no, 2004 Charlotte. That's actually the Charlotte 500, I think. I don't think it was the 600. I think yeah, that, that was, was the a, playoff that was a race. Good one. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the both good races. races. Uh, yeah. Hey, put a Gen 4 on a half mile, and it's not that bad of a of a race, you know. Let's say that. I mean, put the COTs out there, and you'll have, you know. Um, Snooze fest. Yeah. I mean, you'll have Kyle Busch saying that it's the worst thing he ever drove, and then, you know, some 14 years later, he'll say the same thing. Yeah, but <laughs> Kyle, Kyle Bush only likes what he's driving when he's winning. <laughs> even then, he doesn't like it. <laughs> he doesn't like anything else. I mean, even, like even when he's winning, he doesn't like it. So, and that's the thing too. Like Kyle Bush has not been winning for. I think this year, finally, like is he showing consistent speed again? But I don't remember Kyle Bush having a very dominant year since like an actual dominant year, twenty eighteen. Yeah, because 2019, 2019 he won the championship, but he didn't. Yeah, but win he didn't until... do anything the second half of the season. 
That's what I'm saying. He did, he did enough to make the final four, and then you know the final four cars show up with illegal as hell cars. So you know, yeah, because no, exactly. no one in their right mind, no one in their right mind can tell me these teams show up to the final race of the season. These four no. teams show up to the final race of a season with a car that has anything less than 15 illegal things on it. Swear to God. Yeah. And three of them the are like glaringly obvious and Pockers are going to tweet out why they failed in the uh, inspection twice. Yeah. But they'll still gap the whole field by five seconds. If, I mean, like, or if not more, I mean, yeah, literally. Yeah. And that's going to be interesting that year, this year for Phoenix too, with the next gen is like, this is kind of the first time, like you can't really bring your own incredible piece. You can't like manufacture, like you got to make sure show up with like illegal as cars and they all yeah. get L3 penalties. Imagine. It's like, um, <laughs> Guys, there's no championship four. I'm sorry. There's the guy in fifth is gonna win the championship this year. <laughs> Everyone got DQ'd. Everyone went to Dairy Queen. Everyone went to Dairy Queen. <laughs> we know it's we know it's gonna happen. So it's gonna be a matter of like who tries to do it. Well, and I think also like they set the president with Keslowski this year. If they find literally that someone doesn't have the right size bolt in an area, like they got to give them an L3. Like, I don't, I don't know how else, you know, maybe not that severe, whatever, but like you set that president now that like, yo, you modify anything on this car, hundred points taken away automatically. That's huge. Brad Keselowski's still in like 26 uh, in like points. 30th. Yeah. Still it's like bad. It's bad, especially with a car and a team that were running 30th, Last year, you put into reference, he would be 21st right now without that penalty. And that's true. I think he has, I mean, in my head, I'm thinking Greg Keselowski. He's definitely improved. But when I really think about it, when I kind of dig into the stat, it's, it's kind of like all the same. He's still, he's, if you look at Ryan Newman's stats versus his stats this year, they're not that much different. Now, someone uh, made a post that hopefully with summer starting to roll around, we can get them onto the podcast here once or twice this summer, but they made a post uh, and pointed out that a lot of uh, Brad's stats this year look very similar to his 2010 year and his first year with Penske, which that's like, okay. And what did he do you know, two years after that? Yeah. What did he do two years after that? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, Hmm. Yeah. Food for thought. Yeah. I saw that same thing. It's it's very similar with his 2010 season, but I think like honestly, like he, this is now Brad's team. This is that transformation yeah. year. When you think about it, you know, after 2011, the year after he was in the 12, that he had that bad season. You know, he was able to kind of help with Kurt Busch, learn from Kurt Busch, and then be able to, you know, have Penske glow up with that resources and funds and like everything to. Yeah, get, 20, you know. 2012 saw a huge turnaround with Penske. Mm-hmm. Compared to 2011? Because when you look at 2011 and 2010 for I mean, Brad Kozlowski's stats. Good in 2011, too, but he was he was mm-hmm. actually pretty. He, he showed the start of Penske coming back in NASCAR. Because yeah. they, were, they were more or less, you know, kind of like that like team that's kind of like, oh, hey, we're here some weeks, and then just disappear for weeks on it. Well, and I think also with Sonoma coming up in a few weeks, he won in 2011 at um, – A few weeks. Sir, oh, that is two, like five days away. 
five days away. Excuse yeah. me. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> on the on the old on the old layout too. Yes. Which I think oh, is another big oversight going mm. into this weekend. Is thank God. I love the carousel. I'm not lying. I there's a part of me I that like just the loves that with the look. Proper cars. NASCAR is exactly. not the proper cars for it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, maybe this one would have been, but I think exactly. that it took away a really important passing opportunity. You've always you kind so? of. I think if anything, it opened up more. I mean, think about it. Now you. Oh no, no I'm saying than... incorporating incorporating the carousel was getting rid of the passing opportunity. Yeah, like oh, yeah, without yeah. the carousel with the short shoot, you're, yeah. you're adding a. So like when they went from that to with the carousel, it, it took away a passing opportunity. Exact reasoning that we all, if you've ever run it on like you know a sim or whatever else, you know like that fast right hander and getting close to the wall, like that was like a that was a a, a classic like a real true like that's NASCAR. I remember the time it was. Two thousand eight, the first year they went there with the COTs. Mm. Every single car was Just like inches off the wall, this dude. close yep. to the wall. You did mm-hmm. you did see that with the Gen Six cars or the Gen Four cars, but you saw that it's the same team. corner too. That like you you see the the classic pictures of people like just hopping the curb hard. Oh, yeah, you know what I mean, like yeah. just sending both right side wheels up off the inside of that curb. You know, kind of like what put NASCAR on the map of having like the weird tripod, like lifting up one of the front wheels as you're pulling up the yeah. corner and like getting the car to articulate, kind of like a cartwood. Like you know that that's that corner that gave you some of those shots. Mm-hmm. Not the carousel. I who it was this weekend, but I, I'm, I'm, I think it was Connor Daly at, at Belle Isle. He had, or someone took this shot of him to where he had just one wheel. Oh yeah. He had his left front off the ground, like going through the section that I was at for most of the weekend here. I'll send it to uh, one of the group chats on Instagram real quick. If you guys want to look at it, it's not as high up as like NASCAR would be, but it's just like, it's, it's weird to picture an Indy car. With its with one wheel off the ground, yeah, like that. and especially with how you were saying that that the Indy car was at your hip level, that's pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, it's a show how soft you make the car for mechanical grip on a track like that. You have to. I don't think you can. I don't think you can not do that there. Like if you stiffen the suspension, you're gonna break it. Like I don't know. Oh, yes, we're doing picks. Thanks. Let's get into it, boys. Okay, I'm here. We're doing a favorite for Sonoma which is NASCAR for the Cup Series. We're going to do a favorite for IndyCar Road America, and then we're going to do a favorite for Baku. So. <laughs> Azerbaijan. 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 Josh. My boy. Okay. My boy. Favorite for Sonoma? Favorite for Sonoma. I am honestly, sorry, guys. I'm going to take him early. Chase Elliott. I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him now. I think this is where he turns around the season. It's a road course. Yeah. He did have some pace at Coda. I think with a little bit more sim time, you can see that nine car getting a getting a good finish and maybe maybe even winning the race. I think so. CJ, Ross Chastain, Chastain, because Chastain. I I hate to take you know another one of those like honest and good level picks, but like he he they actually drove the car fast at Coda, you know. I think that that track house team, and especially with Justin Marks, you know, he's got a really, really good uh, history with road course racing. I think he kind of understands a little bit like what they need out of the cars. I don't know. They just, you had to be fast at a place like Coda. Like, yes, he was the right place, the right time, but 48, 16, they would have been wrecking no matter what anyway, you know, like the car was still quick that day. So yeah, like I, I think it's going to be at least a track house car, but probably Chastain. 
I'm going to go with uh, one of those cars that you mentioned because he ran the truck race at Coda and then had a shot to win and got second at Coda in the cup race. Wow. He is running the trucks this weekend, and he'll be running that seven truck again, and I think that'll help him on Sunday as well. I'm going to go with Alex Bowman as my favorite. For Interesting. Sonoma. Interesting. I, I'm, I'm, I was convinced that you were going to pick the dinger. No. The boy. Wait a minute. Bowman also doesn't have a road course when yet in the cup series, does he? Nope. nope. And the, the only problem he wants with, one, the only problem with Bowman winning races is like what usually happens when he wins races to that track. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> God, yeah. I, I, yeah. Let's not have Alex Bowman win this weekend. I'm glad mm. you had fun. Time to go away now. I mean, maybe that means we go to Laguna Seca instead of Sonoma now. So Ooh. I want to be against that. But a stock car race at Laguna Seca. These things are GT4 cars. It could be cool. They they can handle it. I'm kind of not on that train, but continue. Speaking of Laguna Seca and sports sports series that run there. Let's talk about (laughs) sports series that runs there, but not this weekend. Uh, Road America hosts the IndyCar series. After the phenomenal showing of green flag racing at Belle Isle, we are going to be heading to just on the other side of Lake Michigan. We head into uh, Wisconsin there. Road America. Who is your favorite? Josh. I'm going to go with Alex Pillow. Oh. I think Alex right now, he's in full championship mode. He's in, he reminds, you know, he's learning a lot from Dixon. You can tell in how he drives, how he saves fuel, how he's taking in literally everything he can. And I think, I think he's going to be kind of strong. I think he's going to be like having a shot. I think he has a shot literally every weekend. He has Alex Pillow is just a very complete, good, you know, driver, even though let's not look at his latest road course performance, but I think he bounced back. I think he'll be up there this weekend. There's there's like 12 guys on a given weekend that have a shot in IndyCar, and I absolutely love it. It's great. It's beautiful. CJ. Joseph Newgarden. Ah, oh, you bastard! <laughs> because he's angry. You, you, we, we highlighted it with the, the Instagram page. But you're yeah. right. He was upset. He was upset. He, yeah. he, was, he, was, he was upset at Penske. He, he was, was like, upset at his boss man. He was upset at the mm-hmm. at the only guy that you know has to relay messages to Penske. He was upset mm-hmm. with that dude. There's very few people that can get away with being upset with that dude. Um, well, he he said that his strategy this year was basically like willpower strategy last year in 2021 which is a very interesting but like you see that happen a lot more than what i think that's the first time he's been on the receiving end of that if you want to go back to saint pete they did penske had the same strategy with new garden last year and with power last year too but i think power same, crashed out my same theory worked from spain to monaco in f1 right it's when you get angry and you're like man it sucked like what the fuck like i we could have performed better had we had the right call the right strategy like something that you felt like was attainably different to do it worked with checo i, I kind of see new garden falling the same frustrated is uh rossi mm. Mm. i don't know how to feel about rossi i don't know either i mean he I just got he signed but i'm an still absolute mission because he just doesn't care anymore he knows where he's going to be next year True. he's going to be on an absolute mission to do everything in his way to, uh... But this happens a lot. Whenever I see a new guy get signed anywhere, his last half of the season after he gets signed is insane. Yeah. 
but that does not mean a single. I mean, look at Daniel Ricciardo. I mean, I know it's two different, and but they're both open wheel, and it's both kind of the same thing. Uh, Daniel Ricciardo left for Renault, came to Renault, announced that he was going to leave for McLaren, and then 2020 ended up being his best year with Renault, getting like two podiums at the end of the season, more towards the back half, the final 10. I think that's, if you give a driver why, that confidence. That's why I'm saying Rossi's going to be that dude this weekend. He's just like, I got nothing to prove, so I'm going to just send it and see what happens. That's what he, he did he Sunday. He put on a show in Detroit. He, he did put on, put a, on show. a show. He put on a show. Now, speaking of Daniel Ricardo and F1. Uh-oh. Baku. Baku. Azerbaijan. What is going on here? What is going on here? Josh. Deep thought. I think he's debating. Fucking, what was that twitch? I think he's debating. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. The only man that's like, if I have to think, I cannot take in imagery. My eyes need to be closed. Max, Max Verstappen. Max. Oh. Because I'm thinking of Jetta. Obviously, Jetta and Baku are very similar. So, and uh, he was, I mean, the Red Bull period was faster in Jetta the than the Bulls Ferrari. It was, a, it was noticeably faster. Down the so, insane. go my boy, Super Max. Super Max, Super Max, Super Max, Max, Super Max, Max. CJ. George Russell. Whoa. (laughs) It's going to be the first first Mercedes win this season at Baku. Because I think that there's a chance that you start to see levels of attrition matter in who finishes where. Baku's always had big wrecks. When you wreck, it's big. It's fast. it's, It's unforgiving. I think George Russell finally gets it done. Serious. Chris? Uh, <laughs> yikes um he thinks i'm crazy but i i, I, I think it. yeah i'm not confident in that pick cj like mental. i'm not really confident um, in that at all but i think yeah. russell finally gets it done i don't trust the mercedes down the straightaways but uh yeah i mean that motherfucker gonna be bouncing <laughs> that motherfucker gonna be <laughs> that motherfucker gonna be like bop 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 bop. You know what I'm saying? Like, there, there is no, there's no way it's gonna be like. I'm sorry, but Lewis is gonna be like complaining by the end of the straightaway and the start of the race, and it's not even that long about how much. Man, this car is so bouncy, man. I can't even do it. Oh my god. <laughs> um, well, the car needs help. Just went with that out of the world pick. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> you can tell CJ's drunk. <laughs> you can tell. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, you know what? I'm going to take the other Red Bull because he's going to be on some momentum. That's original. Sergio. Sergio, Sergio Perez. no. Sergio yeah. Perez. I mean, like, dude, you literally can't go wrong with picking the fastest car. It doesn't matter who wins. I mean. I'll take the basic pick this week. I don't, I don't care. I don't. Sergio Perez. Sergio Perez. Perez. Josh, ben. who the hell are you staying away from at Sonoma? Oh, who am I staying away from? I already got mine written down. Here, you want to go? Want to right. go? Let me think. I got Bubba. I'll take the easy pick. <laughs> He's absolutely abysmal to watch on road courses. 
<laughs> Sorry. That's not a bad pick. No, like it really isn't. I mean, it's not a bad pick, but it's you look at his stats. You're not wrong at all. I mean, it's not a strong suit. CJ Guillermo already. I wanted to hear Guillermo. Uh, I'm staying away from Ross Chastain. (laughs) That's who I'm staying away from this week. We got one of you taking him as the favorite and one of you taking him as the stay away from. And and if I'm Denny Hamlin, or no, if if I'm Ross Chastain, my stay away pick is Denny Hamlin, (laughs) Chase Elliott, Michael McDowell, all the boys (laughs) that I just killed this weekend basically is my stay away picks if I'm Ross Chastain. It's funny because... I wanted my stay away from him to be Chastain also. I think he's the favorite, but also the stay away from. Like, he's going to have the fastest car, but you don't want to have to race him for the win. Like, everyone just go home. We'll have a one-car race for, like, 300 laps. No, I. it, it is tough because with road courses, you, you can't always tell, right? The teams that historically are maybe a stay away from because the equipment can't really get you out of the mid-pack, it can't really get you up towards the front of the field to get yourself out of that shitty position, it's not quite the same teams. So road courses are a little bit more um, kind of like a, not a shot in the dark, but based off of how the first one went at Coda, I actually think I want to stay away from Almendinger because I feel like he's going to feel as though he needs to get a win down. He's going to want to win in this next gen. He's going to feel like he was robbed at Coda. He just won Portland, you know, which by the way, I know we hadn't touched on that. That was a oh really God. cool thing to see. It was a great track. I could see the cool, cup series going. I, I saw like just how much of a shit show it was too. It's just NASCAR officiating. And it, it, it shows how that style of car and with the solid axle and everything is. Yeah. That, that car is just, it doesn't make sense. I know people are going to be upset that I'm saying this because the stock car purists, but the stock cars that we knew before this year, they don't make sense engineering wise. They're just, they're just stupid. Nobody runs anything like that in the real world and racing world. Like it doesn't make sense. That was, those if, were the most badass cars to see someone drive around in the wheel. I mean, like they're hard it took to skill drive. for sure, but like it wasn't relevant to the world it, point being right. A place like Portland, I think would do well with the next gen. But I think Almendinger saw that he won. He got the win at Indy. He could have won at Coda this past year. Like, I, I think Almendinger is the one I'm going to stay away from. Not because I don't expect him to do well, but I expect him to get you the fuck out of the way to get to the front to do it. Well, CJ, if if I'm if I may, oh, did you make your pick yet, yeah, Chris? For stay away. Okay. Um, yeah. I just wanted to say, CJ. I hope they don't add. If they add Portland. To the schedule, they gotta take it. They gotta take another road course away. There's no, there's no need to go to. I eight. think, I think uh, I would rather see wait. Road America get swapped. You I'd think rather, so? I'd say I'd rather see Road America stay. If anything, I'd, yeah. If anything, uh, what, what road course? But I would take away the indie road course. One of my. I was gonna say I would put indie back. The next gen cars on the indie oh. indie oval. I want to yeah. see how that goes. I want to see like do a test. I I. I that's my problem with NASCAR. They don't test anything anymore. Like they'll well, go to a NASCAR's test and they'll full of pussies in terms of the front office. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like they don't they don't go out and test like, okay, guys, let's just get an open test going of Dude, let's just see Pansky what this took is. One does of those supercars and have Blaney and Logano go up to Watkins Glen and test there. Yes. Yeah. And yes. <laughs> sick oh it was so cool i mean they should have had scott go up there with them just to like help him but like you know be like hey you know this is a proper way to do it that if you're gonna do it this way then hey <clears throat> we try doing it this way you know it's a little different but the same 
because you know it's kind of good to have a guy that's a three-time champion supercar driver to be on your team did i miss something did they actually bring a v8 supercar to watkins one yeah penske still has the old supercars that that was dgr penske or djr djr miss did they actually let the cup guys drive it yeah because it's not a next gen car so they can do whatever they want Oh, I didn't see that they let them drive either. the supercar. Yeah, they took it to that. Watkins Glen. I mean, it was a private test. So Wow, I didn't see that. I'm yeah, really I wonder how Blaney did it. That. Yeah. <clears throat> I would think Blaney did better than Logano, not going to lie, on the road. I course. wonder how much they felt like it was similar to the next gen. How much they felt like that supercar to what they had. really similar because like, I've been the one all along that's been like, dude, these cars are like just reading everything about them. It's like these cars are too similar to not be alike. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's a lot more similarities than there are contrasts. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing is, you know, supercars actually have a door that opens. <laughs> that's, about, that's about it. But yeah, um, I think that's it this week, isn't it? I don't know. Hefe looked like it. he was uh, brewing up something. He did seem like he was brewing up something. IMSA was fun. I feel let down. Uh, IMSA was very fun. I'm glad you finally got those two race series checked off your list, man. That's really exciting. That was, dude, that was a blast. Absolute blast. That was really so cool. Much fun. Um, it's it's different. You know, you go to a NASCAR race, you, you talked about like, so you know, that was what we knew. At a NASCAR race, you go to an IMSA and IndyCar race, and it's just like, here's everything. Like, it's so like, different. Oh, it's so, so different. different. Yeah. It is so different. The fan experience, the immersion, like it's all just so, so different. Yeah. I'm really happy that you got the chance to experience it, buddy. That was you deserved it. Work your ass off. That was fantastic. And Let's go. It, it, the great part was so Chad went with Corey and I, and this was their both of their first motorsport events. Corey and I were supposed to go to NASCAR a couple years ago at Michigan, got rained out, weren't able to go the next day. So we've never been able to all go to a racing event. And like the first time all the IMSA cars went by at speed, Chad was like, all right, this is pretty cool. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did they did they have the um the Michelin tire series there? Too? They did not. No. It oh. was just no, uh, they... it was just DPI and GT. Mm-hmm. Um GTD. GTD, sorry, yes. Um really interesting stuff because GT Lamar has never really gone, I don't think they've ever gone to Belle Isle because it used to be there was a break in June for them. They wouldn't have any GT Le Mans class races at all in June. So there also used to be more prototype classes mm-hmm. that went around the entire schedule. Yeah, the other two classes that were missing, LMP2 and then GT Le Mans, or GTD Pro, whatever the hell you want to call it. Yeah. That's that's why, because they would be over across the pond, running 24 hours of lemons. 24 hours of lemons. Yeah, that's this weekend too. Oh, I know. We know we couldn't mm-hmm. make a pick on that. I don't know enough about mm-hmm. There's too much to unload on that. Too many teams. I think I think recapping it and then uh, driving home the importance of that race next week. That's how we yeah. will we'll treat everybody the right way. Yeah, but it's a little hard to do a preview for that race. It's not like it's not like Daytona to where we know who's there and what's going to be going on every year. But the mm. Ma is a little harder for everyone to keep up on. There's so there's so much going on this weekend. Yeah, lemons. Good weekend for some motorsports. It's gonna be a good weekend for some motorsports. It's not a good weekend to get Saturday, you know. Once everything unfolds, I'm going back to bed. 
<laughs> yeah, CJ. All right, CJ. You need to we'll go let take you go some, back to bed. You need to go take four and fuel, bud. <laughs> yeah. Come on. We'll four let you go back fuel. to bed, CJ. Just Josh, give me CJ, like eight. As always, dude. Great to have you guys on here. Of course. Goodbye, course. friends. Goodbye, friends. Peace. Oh, thank you. <laughs>